With this healing parable, especially with the last line, go your way, your faith has saved you, there may be a temptation in our minds or our hearts that say, well, I might be sick, or I know someone who is sick, and I pray for their healing, and sometimes they're not healed. Sometimes the person may even die. So the question arises in our mind, did I not have enough faith? What, what is going on? And that's not the response that we should have. It's not a lack of faith that prevented a person from being healed. It can cause a great struggle in the midst of our relationship with God when we make contingent our faith upon someone's healing. We have to understand what supernaturally God is doing when it comes to healing. And there's two primary reasons why Jesus heals in the Gospels. The first reason is to give witness to his divine power. In the Gospels, when Jesus heals or drives out demons, this attests that it is indeed God made man who is among us. The greater need for miracles is not for a bodily or physical healing, but rather that people believe that Jesus Christ is God. That's the primary reason for miracles. The second reason is this. Every sign that Jesus works, especially in the Gospel of John, but even in these signs indicated in the other Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they're meant to convey a deeper reality. So, for example, this man, Timaeus, ironically, had more sight than most did. He recognizes Jesus as the Messiah, as the son of David, and even his word, have pity on me. We think this word pity is look upon me in my lowliness and do something for me because I'm so weak and infirmed. And that's only part of the story. This word, have pity on me, it's the Greek word eleison. When we say kyrie eleison, it's Lord have mercy. But the connotation of that word goes back to the Hebrew, and it actually is best translated as covenantal fidelity or steadfast love. God, remember your fidelity to the covenant that you made. That's why we have this reading from Jeremiah in the midst of the book of Consolation in Jeremiah 30 to 31. We have this great prediction that God will bring back his people from exile from the north and from the south with the blind and the lame among them. And this prediction to bring the people back from exile, they went away weeping, but they will come back with joy. This is the recognition that Timaeus has, that Bartimaeus has. He knows that this is the Messiah, the son of David, and he's coming to fulfill the covenant that God promised, which is to bring people back from exile. So this man has quite a lot of vision, much more than many of the contemporaries that could see with the physical eye, but couldn't see with the spiritual eye. We even hear in the Gospel of John that Jesus came to give sight to the blind and to make those who profess to see blind. And then the Pharisees and the scribes ask him, are we then blind? And Jesus' response is, well, you have said so. And a wicked generation asked for a sign. This man, Bartimaeus, was given great kindness and love and mercy by Christ. But he already knew that this was the Messiah. So it's fitting to see this miracle that Jesus is demonstrating something far more deeper than just 
healing a man of blindness. He's demonstrating that he's come to restore sight to those who don't see spiritually. The deeper meaning of this miracle is Jesus came to restore spiritual sight, to open all of our eyes that he is indeed the Messiah, to end our exile. The point of Jesus' coming was not to solve all the physical evils in the world, to wipe away all natural disasters and diseases. Rather, he came to free us from something far worse. Now, St. Thomas Aquinas asks, he says, what is a greater evil? Is it the evil of the natural world with disease and death, or is it the evil of sin? And of course, the answer is, it's the evil of sin. One is just bodily death or bodily evil, but true evil is of a spiritual nature. The death of the soul lasts for all eternity. That death is what Jesus comes to cure. He does something far greater than cure physical ailments. He's come to cure all spiritual disease, to raise the spiritually dead back to life once again. This question that we have when we struggle with loved ones who are suffering and in need of healing, and we pray, and sometimes they're healed, but sometimes maybe they're not. This doesn't cause a crisis in faith to us, and for this reason we remember a few things. We remember why Jesus came with his miracles, to prove his divinity, and even more deeply, to save us from spiritual death, not mere physical death. The second thing we remember is a great man, St. Paul. How could God not hear the prayers of St. Paul? But we read in 2 Corinthians that three times, lest I become too elated, a thorn was given me. And three times I asked God to remove this thorn from me. And he said, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. The great St. Paul who evangelized all of the Gentiles and the nations, founded churches everywhere in the known world, he prayed to God for deliverance from something. And we don't know what that something is. But he prayed and was not answered because it's God's power that's made perfect through weakness perhaps the greatest proof of all that God comes to save us from spiritual ailments, not mere physical ailments, to give us a reason to keep believing in God even when we pray for physical healing in the midst of healing not being given is the cross itself. Jesus himself made the prayer to the Father. Father, please, if this cup should pass, but not my will, but your will be done. We're not talking about St. Paul anymore. We're talking about Jesus Christ himself. And he asked for deliverance if it be possible, but it was not, so he gave himself over to the will of the Father. And in this act, he shows us the way there is something greater than physical death. The greater thing is spiritual death. And it's that that Jesus delivers us from. In this great prayer that Jesus makes to the Father, he shows that this healing from God of our spiritual death and our spiritual ailments comes through his sacrifice. So lest we doubt that these physical evils are not the worst thing in the world, we have faith in Christ. We have faith in his power. For we know 
that when sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. Where there is death and weakness and physical ailment, there's even more grace and more goodness that abounds. And that's the greatest mystery for us to ponder upon the cross. Somehow, in the midst of physical ailments and physical death, that God only permits these things in a mysterious way to bring about greater goodness. Far worse than any physical death is indeed spiritual death. Now, I don't know about the writer Mark and his gospel if he intended this, but Timaeus means honor, the name. Bar Timaeus, Bar means son, so Bar Timaeus is son of honor, son of Timaeus. But there's a well-known work by Plato called the Timaeus. Now, in this work, people call it his greatest work. It's the culmination of all of his ideas, perhaps not greater than the Republic, but nonetheless, the Timaeus is one of Plato's greatest. He talks about the creation of the entire cosmos. He talks about how the creator of those cosmos is perfectly good, and we can see the goodness in all of his designs, and that this creator must also be intelligent, because there can't be such beauty and order in the world without a great intellect that's also beauty itself and order itself. This crafter took this vision of perfection and put the image in all creation, ordering everything perfectly. Now, Plato, 400s BC, he was no stranger to the evils of the world. How could he write that knowing there was death, knowing there was sickness, How could he write that the creator of everything was goodness itself, that the universe was created with this goodness and beauty and order? Well, he saw with the eyes of faith. He saw something that many don't see even now, even after the revelation of Jesus Christ. But it's even more compelling. This man, Timaeus, was able to see the God who was in front of him, the Messiah who would bring back the nation's bring back Israel from exile, and heal spiritual ailments. And therefore, it was fitting that he was given physical sight. He didn't need that miracle. The other people in the crowd, they needed to see that healing. But Plato himself, 400 years before Christ even came, he was able to deduce a good creator whose goodness itself to order all of creation. And I would hope that St. Mark knew of this work and would, it's fitting that Jesus in his last healing miracle in the gospel of Mark would come across a man whose name happened to be Timaeus and everything is brought to perfection. That this was the man who was able to see the goodness of the creator and see goodness even in the midst of physical evil ailments and death. And if it's not true in the gospel of Mark that he didn't know that Plato wrote the Timaeus then it it ought to be. If it's not true, it ought to be. But we're left here praising God for his goodness in delivering us from true ailment and true death by sending his son to die on a cross. And we also strengthen our faith as we pray for those with bodily ailments, those who are sick, those who are dying. And we pray that God deliver them from that sickness But we also pray that God's will be done no matter what, even 
if somehow he permits death, we pray even more so for that person to be steadfast in the faith, to never abandon Christ and faith in him in the midst of suffering, and that somehow, as God has proven time and again, that where sin and death and sickness abounds, his grace and his goodness abounds all the more.